We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 140. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the wintry before Halloween. I, you know, I, I kind of, I wasn't sure how to title this one because there's so much going on. So I figured we would probably just talk and kind of be real with people on this whole thing. We're going to get to hurricanes later in the tropics, but... Uh, Anyway, Shara is busy working on some stuff for her work, and so Corey and I are going to hog the, the podcast and get all geeky and stuff. So, and then she, Really? She, well, we'll try. <laughs> she's, still, she's still here. She she's is, still here. I'm here. I'm just attention. not paying attention. Oh, okay. Okay, okay so I won't surprise you. Don't quiz you. me. Okay. I'll, 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 uh, she, she'll be back in full force right after the uh, weather school, but let's talk about basically this thermal roller coaster. What in the world is going on? I mean, um, <laughs> did it make it out of the 50s Did it yesterday or the day before? One day it didn't. Uh, yesterday I thought it did. Uh, well, we had, we had all that uh, much-needed sky water falling oh, in the morning. Remember yes. that? And it just kind of stayed cloudy. It was you know, a lot different. Than today, today was a nice late spring day, and tomorrow too. But mm-hmm. you know, I'll tell you one thing. Last Sunday, or this past Sunday, I took my son back to college, which is two hours from here. When we left Branson, it was eighty degrees, well seventy-eight degrees. Where we were headed, and I already knew because I have a weather station there, <laughs> it was forty-two degrees. No way. Two hours. To the west of here, so it was uh, oh, an eye opener on the way there. Well, and now did you dress for it? The, well, I knew it. I mean, I, I'm. It's not like it was freezing, but yeah, yeah I had my jacket for sure. <laughs> Wow, and talk about two hours away. Now, I I have noticed on on the uh, the GFS and all these you know the short term weather models the gradient. The cutoff is very sharp on some of these things. Yeah, Tulsa, I mean sometimes that's very same day. Tulsa is uh, it's Tulsa County. It's it's kind of a long north and south county. They were in the forties in the north and in the seventies in the south in the same county. That's insane. It's basically the same. Uh, Tulsa is spread out throughout the whole thing. So north of Tulsa was in the 40s and south tulsa was in the 70s so almost like north of 44 and south almost something like that wow well everybody knows 44 i interstate 44 is that cutoff line yeah because we we started the week i mean i can't even keep it straight now we started the week we're in the 70s and then the the front came through and then we were knocking down in the 50s and kind of we made it to 60s or something maybe i see i forget oh the fog that's what it was is tremendous fog yesterday Mm -hmm. And then today yep. was uh, my car said 82 gladly, and it was humid again. And tomorrow it's going to be windy and mid 80s. And uh, the record high for Springfield tomorrow is 84, and they run a big risk of, you know, smashing right through that if we get into 85. Oh, yeah. or, and of course, it's, you know, just tack a few degrees on down here in, in Branson. Uh, yeah, and then, it, but what happened was okay for our listeners who are not from this area. We had a frontal boundary. It was a cold front that kind of came through from the north, like they always do. Kind of settled around I forty four, and then we were in the warm sector, and then north of forty four was in the cool sector. Well, that front decided to go down into northern Arkansas, which is why we had the cool, cool, really cool, dreary weather, because we had pieces of energy riding along that boundary. 
Then the front lifted, and everyone north of that front was in the 50s. Everyone south of that front was in the 70s or possibly 80s. And then it went and stalled again around, you know, just north of Springfield, and now it lifted on up. So tomorrow is going to be incredible. It's it's just cr- I mean, this is kind of normal for October, if you think normal. I mean, we're wow. going to have these up and downs in the fronts and everything come through. But the biggie is the one coming through Friday. We got this big thing of, of uh, what we call a potent cold front that's just going to slam through here. And we need to talk about this, too. I had no idea until you pointed this out to me today, Corey. Tomorrow, there's a marginal risk just to our west. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, they plopped that on there about 1230 this afternoon. Uh, and, 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 you know, there is, you know, the further north you head, they're calling it what, what what's called a conditional tornado threat. Like, things have to be in place or if, oh, yeah. for it to happen. Now, if that does happen... You'll see it upgraded to a slide or whatever, up for Iowa. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was reading some blogs by Reed Timmer earlier, and he was marginally excited about it. <laughs> Basically, because there's not much going on, you know. So. You, you know, he is very famous. If if people don't know who he is, he is uh, he's a meteorologist, and he is the, um, what, what what would you call him, the tornado chaser? extraordinaire i mean he he's kind of made his career extreme extreme meteorologist that's it extreme and he chases tornadoes he gets footage i mean reed timmer r-e-e-d t-i-m-m-e-r and you know if he gets excited i'm gonna perk up my eyes a little bit because yeah Corey and i used to do that back in our younger years oh the younger years we weren't extreme we were a lot more fun well we chased tornadoes yeah well, yeah. So, you, so you were the advocate. No, he 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 has a dominator. He, th- this tank that he wants to drive right into the you know EF twenty five. Yeah, he in Branson <laughs> showing it off before. I remember that. He was in Branson. Oh, uh, it was probably not recently. Seven or eight years ago. And we didn't go. The, I didn't know uh, about I it. I really feel like you drove by at least. Yeah, like I probably. vaguely remember that. Oh man, I'd love to have gone to say just shake his hand or something. Yeah. He's one on Facebook. He's got, I mean, I don't know what all of his social media is, but definitely, I mean, everybody's on Facebook, basically. So you can go check him out. That's how I've always gauged my anxiety around storms. If Corey gets nervous, no, if Corey gets nervous or anxious or, I mean, if he starts getting worried and wanting to take cover, then I'm terrified. You know, Karen was exactly like that. Because she, she knew, of course, she'd get mad at me because I went, would go outside and stand when the lightning. But <laughs> but basically, yeah, she, it, she said, are we okay? Do I need to take cover? I'm like, we're fine. So she would just relax, you know. And then 20 minutes later, it's like, you know, it took a storm took a little right turn. So now we're going to have to go into the closet. There's only been a couple of times, like, in our entire marriage. Uh-oh. <laughs> we have a visitor. Got a visitor. Hey, I'm looking at our... Uh Temperature for yesterday. Okay. And we were in the 40s early in the morning up until about, you know, 10 or 11. You know when we hit our high yesterday? In like, the 11, 11 p.m. hour. I, I was going to say because... 11.59 was no, our high of yesterday. Le, le, yeah, because, shoot, I was going to tell you that because it was so extreme foggy. And when because it was foggy, that's an indication that all this warmer air is, is coming in because it's starting to kind of condense. Well, the front yeah. was moving up. Yeah. And the dew point shot up, you know, along with the temperature. Oh, my gosh, yes. About the same as the temperature. We had the fog, so... Oh, uh, dense. And I'm but so glad. But you could glad. feel it. It was definitely muggy. You could feel the mugginess outside. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. I, I, For the first time, I drove to work. We had a show last night. I drove to work, and I was I was going, wow, I need to slow down. And that's what everyone should do when you have dense fog, low beams, go slow. And fortunately, you know, there was nobody out uh, driving around, I mean, a few cars, but it wasn't packed like it is in the weekend. So, and then driving home was the same thing. But yeah, I, I after the show, the show ended at a little after ten. And I was in my car by ten twenty, and I walk outside, and it's like, okay, number one, it's warmer, <laughs> and number two, it's very, very moist and drizzly and yuck. And then, of course, today, you know, the front just kept lifting up. Finally, the fog burned off. Temperature. As soon as that sun came out. 
boom, then the temperatures just flew up there. Do you have our high, the, what did our weather station say was a high today? Or do you see it? Today? Today, yeah. 80, 82.4. See, 82. I mean, it. I think it's going to be a lot warmer than that tomorrow. I really do. Oh, I think I, it's going to be upper I, I, I 80s. Agree. I would agree. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and you know what the fun thing is? And for if, if people have been following us, I've been really excited about this. Do you remember when we hoisted and erected our weather station? Well, I got it right here on my notes. It was October 17th. Just a few days ago last so year. We officially have a full year's worth of, of data. Well, at, at, the, at the end of this month. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to see yeah. You, you can go to the dailies and see is it, it all. data? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't know. You're the nurse. Which one? <laughs> it's both. Yeah, depends well, on where you come from. But I, I'm going through like a monthly, and so once we finish October, uh, I mean, our very first month of official data was November. So I am excited. Now I'm not going to get uh, that. That's exciting in itself, and we should, you know, receive lots of presents and, and money from people. But the cool thing is, is once we finish December, we will have an official. Stormed our weather, Branson specific yearly data calendar weather year. calendar year, and so we gotta uh, gotta do something fun there. You know, we did not reach 100 degrees on our weather station this year. It was Ever? just barely. No, 99.9. Yeah, <laughs> it was just barely. <laughs> Wow. And I can't believe in the summer it did not get over 100. And we got no. down to 10.2, and I almost want to say that we got down a little cooler than that before uh, from October to December last year. We, we, we got a real cold snap in November. Yeah. So 10.2 is our coolest we've been this calendar year but i do think we've been down to like eight on there before from I last sh- year i should yeah i need to go and check all of our uh, monthly data uh, yeah. you know and, and just see because i mean we were basically we spent the two weeks in october learning about the stations right. like what is this doing how do i do this you know <clears throat> excuse me and uh, yeah, so I, that's I, I kind of deferred from our topic of conversation, but I just checked our battery. Still good. Been up there a year. So good. Didn't you say like course, four all, years? Yeah. Say, how long are they supposed to last? Well, it's solar powered, so I'm sure it. I don't know if it has an internal battery where it saves the energy it receives from the day to work during the night because it sends back wirelessly. It's not a wired thing. It sends back wirelessly to the console. Which is in my kitchen. Yeah. Right. So, you know, four years for a battery, that's a long time, really. Yeah. So it's got to be another two or three years and then <clears throat> before you have to get up there uh, because yeah. I can't tell my mother I'm I uh, she won't let me on the on the ceiling on ceiling on the on the roof <clears throat> so and hey we've what? Been why don't f- we just have one of our kids go up there we've been a full that's year. awesome they'll we've bounce <laughs> we've been in a full year and you haven't had any leaks on your roof from my installation job so uh, yeah, oh gosh yeah well that's very uh, enlightening very very positive let, of course let, we're in a drought but oh, still gosh. well we may not though I mean, there's yeah, indications. Let, let, well, let's talk about now <laughs> the thing that's going around. Okay. I, I, I'm not seeing too much extreme hype. I, I, I'm seeing some, okay, you got to watch out. It's 2020, you know, which, which is okay as long as they put it into it's a week out and don't start sharing graphics all the time. And even if it does happen... It's not a big deal. No. It's basically a wintry mix, if that. If. If. It'll be, it could be a cold rain. Oh, it's definitely going to be a cold rain. But, I mean, the it temperatures not, are going to fall. It might, it might dry up by then. Who knows? <laughs> well, it, here, here's the thing. And, and I'm probably going to do a live cast tomorrow just to come in. I got my big iMac behind me. You probably can't see it. And uh, I'll do the live cast with my phone, but from, from there. And explain to people, because what happened, when I checked, right before the podcast, I checked the, the Canadian says, okay, something going on for Monday. The GFS says, okay, it's not going to do it. It's going to do it maybe Tuesday. The ICON says maybe something Monday night. And the GFS parallel, FE3, doesn't say anything at all. 
Okay. So with that said, that's the, that's the main ones we, we, we are looking at. With that said, it looks like the cutoff line that these models are saying are right along I-44. So if you're yeah. if you're south of I-44, you're not going to get anything anyway, according to this, these models. And we all should know, and I'm going to get close to the microphone, the GFS is notoriously bad at hyping something big and then backing off. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, well, I just wanted to give you some eye candy. and not, yeah. Okay, so that's the thing. <laughs> and that's why I want to go live tomorrow. I want to get uh, – actually, the icon is not – it only goes out 120 hours, so it's not quite latched on because it's so far out. So at this point, but people are posting models, and they don't need to be doing that. TV stations are posting models. They should never post the models that we see and they see. They not shouldn't now. do that ever. Not now. Never. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a forecast, they shouldn't be doing it. Right. I mean, basically, if, if they do it like two days ahead, I understand that because you need time to prepare. And usually, two days out, they're fairly good. We uh, two days out is a forecast. You're right. Right. Two days out. Three days out isn't. You're getting into extended, yeah. which your accuracy goes way down at that point. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. You know, it, here here's my phrase. It's it's the the rando stormed our weather phrase. Quote: So much hype, so much disappointment. That's what's been happening. Remember, on the past couple of winters, people are saying, oh, my gosh, you're going to have freezing rain. And we could get some ice and stuff. What happens? We get, like, a little rain and maybe a flake or two, and yeah. then it gets warm. So Now, sometimes Springfield will get more than we do. Of course, that well, happens a they're lot. They're special. And they're on the plateau. So. Well, they are. Yeah. Well, and I-44. <laughs> that's, the whole, that's the magic road. That, 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 exactly. <laughs> So that that's why I, I titled this Wintry Before Halloween because we're gonna have another podcast before Halloween, but it might winter before then. So there's another phrase. It just might Tulsa winter before then. T V meteorologists or one in particular, not the one I follow, but another one mm-hmm. is uh, not only hyping the icy mix, but also a wind chill of four degrees. In Oklahoma. Okay. So, we'll four. Yeah. Four degrees. Well, I mean, there is going to be wind behind yeah. this thing, but right. <laughs> I don't know. The, the best thing, it is Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday evening. So I might have to bring my peppers in. Yeah. Well, especially How did if they not Tulsa. freeze and die the other night? Well, I was lucky they didn't. <laughs> they're still producing nicely. they're so hot? <laughs> They oh. are very hot. Oh. Well, you have one of my peppers, and you won't have a very good rest of the week. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't do I Actually, I had peppers when I was like two years old. I have to tell that story. My mother knows okay. that well because it was her peppers. Uh, we won't do that. Oh, goodness. So the best thing to do at this point, we're just going to watch models. We're going to start hitting it more on, on the Facebook page and just kind of go... On from there. So now let's get to the tropics. Tropical, tropical, tropical. It's tropical. It's the tropics report, the storm dry weather tropical update. Which you know we thought, well, maybe it would be about uh, we'd be about done. But guess what? Um, what? Hurricane Epsilon. We're up. We're almost to Zeta. <coughs> that thing bombed. Epsilon. Actually, looks pretty impressive. Now it's not really going to hit anything head on, but no, it's aimed towards in terms of structure. It's pretty impressive. We've had a lot of named storms, but not a lot of them have been really put together well. And he, you know, but but it it has a nice look to it. It has a very interesting look. And and they were talking on the Weather Channel. It's like it this. What do they call it? It's not a tropical storm. It's, it's de- like post-tropical or extra. It's, de- it's derived outside of the tropic zone. Or s- it's, it's weird. Yeah. And it's huge. And they showed the satellite, which I thought was really interesting. And I might get this wrong, but I thought it was so fascinating. I had to say it on the podcast. If you look at the satellite above Hurricane Epsilon, which is a major hurricane, by the way, the cirrus clouds are going clockwise. And they wow. said, yeah, they said that's odd because 
it's because the storm is underneath a weak area of high pressure above it. And I mean, a, a broad area of high pressure. So you've got this broad clockwise circulation upstairs and this storm that's just kind of there and is latched on. And they did say it bombed. It just went from, you know, like a tropical storm to boom, major hurricane, 115 miles per hour, sustained winds. <laughs> wow. And, and it's not moving very fast. It's like west-northwest about 10 uh, it's going towards Bermuda, but it's going to take it's going to you know, take a right turn, kind of go north, and then eventually just head, you know, up. It's not going to hit land, is what. Bermuda does have some tropical storm watches or warnings or advisories. Yeah, or something. yeah. They said it's going to get close uh, enough to it, but it's not yeah. actually going to hit it. So they're right. going to have a little fun, a little October fun. Yeah. <laughs> and but, uh, I mean, they they just got hit not too long ago, head on. Over there, basically, it wasn't too long ago. Which it one? It was this, this, this Bermuda. It was. Right. Uh, I can't remember which one, which hurricane it was, but probably, it wasn't that long ago. Probably Paulette. Paulette was the one just. Yeah, <laughs> it seems right. It seems about right. Meandered around there. Uh, yeah, and there's another area of interest south of Cuba in that kind of like that that boiling zone right there. It's like, yeah, hmm. uh, but. But they're not. They're just saying maybe five days, maybe a twenty percent chance. So all we need is one more hurricane in the Atlantic to tie right. two thousand five, and it will come. We we're going to we're going to top it yeah, for we, sure. We got weeks left. I mean, uh, that, well, the, 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 that storm didn't come till hurricane season was over in two thousand five. So it came at the end of December. Oh, the, that's the, right. Yeah. So. This is the earliest, what is it, 27th, 26th or 27th storm uh, yeah, that we've ever hit. That we've ever hit ever in the history of record keeping of tropical systems. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So. I think that's absolutely, absolutely crazy. Yeah, and it's, so, so if we get Zeta, then we would have tied the all-time record. And then right. the one after Zeta, I don't know what that is. Um, I don't either. Have to, we have to like what Shara said and start going Roman numerals. I don't know <laughs> after yeah. that, but yeah. But if we did, if we go past Zeta, then yes, we will. Ha- we'll have set the record, which makes sense going on 2020. So yay! There you go. We need that. You you know, Dimitri used to have a restaurant down. On, I think he still owns a restaurant. He used to have a place that kind of was on Tani Como, a Greek restaurant. We need to have him on the podcast so he can tell us what what letters come next. Oh, that's <laughs> that's true. Or Vaskins. Is that Greek? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we go, yeah. go to Mr. Yeah. Vaskin. He's, he's got... <laughs> well, been a long time. Or, I, that makes me hungry for Vaskin today. Well, we, if, you've never been to, if you've been to Branson, if you've never been to Branson, Vaskin's Deli, very... If you like Greek food, I like it. So I would, I would suggest it. Even if you it. don't like Greek food, like, I don't know, it's just good. Yeah, I, yeah. It might scare people to hear Greek food. Well, that's true. I'm good. not a Greek pro. I'm a country it's boy. It's a deli. It's an international yeah. deli. International deli. Called. There you go. They're lamb, lamb euro. and beef euro. They have a good hot ham and cheese. Oh, and euro. their barbecue pizza. Oh, yes. Okay, now you're making me hungry. We oh. need to get to the pollen forecast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the pollen report from Stormdar Weather. Oh, wait. Let me back up. <laughs> no, the Pacific has nothing. The Central Pacific has nothing. We're just watching Epsilon. I forgot to wrap that up. But now, and we're almost ready to, like, can this pollen report as soon as, you know, we get a hard freeze, which could be next week. I don't week. know. I think it must have shot back up in the last day or two because my head's been killing me. Well, you think I, so? honestly, Shara, I think that's pressure change. I don't think that's allergy. Could be. Because, I'll tell you why, <laughs> on, the, on pollen.com, Every every day is low, and on Sunday is zero, and the only detectable pollen they they have is ragweed. Now, on the flip side, went to the Springfield site. Mold is still high, so that might be what you're what you're feeling too. Mold is high, but everything else is low. There's just really nothing you know i mean from pollen.com i'll keep checking every week but yeah as, as soon as we get a freeze we'll just retire that for the for the season and we'll get to the snow report or something so now let's get on to the drought report uh so anything different over there Corey? i mean are we getting worse and worse and worse and worse or what we're getting worser and worser and worser oh. is that a word anyway 
you know, we had some rain, but not enough. It was a nice drenching rain because it was it was wet all day, but it wasn't enough to put a dent in the drought because we didn't get. I mean, we got over an inch, which was a lot. We did. We didn't okay. Get, we we didn't get over an inch in that day, but we did for the week. So, ah, gotcha. And for the month, we're now at one point four <laughs> inches. Now that doesn't seem like much, but uh, up it, until before yesterday, yeah. we, or the day before, we didn't have. Anywhere near an inch. Yeah, for I mean the month. it's something, but man, we but need more than an inch out of a month. Just because we got that doesn't mean uh, Joplin didn't get that. Uh, some of Springfield didn't get as much as that. Uh, there was a thin line that developed near Springfield, and uh, the National Weather Service today reported in that line it was a very thin line anywhere from half an inch to 1.5 inches fell oh wow i did see that yeah. on radar it's just parallel kind of training over the same right. thing it was like almost like two lines for some reason it was i don't yeah. know if it was either side of the front or what what was going on but yeah they're traveling from southwest to northeast and i'm like that's why like you said it's just really thin and oh you know i I think I asked my mother how much she got. She lives just just barely north of Springfield city limits, and she told me I I think she said a half inch. I think. Yeah. I'll have to check. Uh, but yeah, and you heard some weather weather guys saying maybe you know up to two or something. I mean, one point uh, one was forecasting one point eight. Actually, two of them were doing that. And that's a lot. You know, it was just a thin line. You know, some did get a ha- an inch and a half up there. So. Well, that's definitely not enough to bust a drought, 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 <laughs> bust a no. drought. We we got the extreme drought going on in parts of Stone, Christian, Green, Lawrence, Barry, and McDonald, mm. and uh, that's a D three. You know, there's only one more above that, and that's exceptional drought, and we don't want that. Yeah, no, no, no. It's basically dry. The southern half of Missouri and and up the western uh, border of Missouri, it's not a good thing. And unless we get some consistent rainfall between now and the end of the year, it's it's, and, and they're still forecasting drought lasting well into the winter. Oh really? You, oh yes, oh. yes. Well, so, I I think there's going to be some help though, like this thing coming in because they're talking about several days of. of Precipitation, not heavy, but just right. something. Uh, still, that's not going to be a drought buster. We just need, we're going to have to have a lot of rain to really exactly. dent that thing. So we'll, we'll just, have, bleh, just have to see. I can't seem to talk, so maybe I need to go clear my throat or whatever. <laughs> well, with the upcoming potential of maybe some wintry precipitation, I thought it'd be good to drag out the weather school snow at 40. Can it snow at 40 degrees? Should it snow at 40 degrees? Uh, Actually, it can. And this weather school explains how. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. This week's topic is about a question we've been asked a lot about in the past few winters. It's snowing, but the temperature is 40 degrees. How can this happen? Oh, wow. What? Look at that. Look at... Oh, it's sleeting. Oh, the roads are going to be slick later. Yeah. First, we have to understand the thermal structure of the atmosphere. In a vast generalization, it's warmer at the surface, and then it gets colder as you go up. Sunshine is essentially just radiation... And we know radiation doesn't react until it makes contact with something like your skin or the ground. So, when the sunshine makes contact with the earth, the ground heats up and that heat begins to rise. So, the heating of the atmosphere actually begins at the surface. On average, the temperature will cool about 3.5 degrees for every 1,000 feet you go up. So, for an example, if the surface temperature is 60 degrees then at 1,000 feet up, it'll be around 56.5. At 2,000 feet up, it'll be around 53, and so on. Now let's put this formula into the winter season. 
Say the surface temperature is 36 degrees. So using this calculation, 1,000 feet up would be about 32 and a half, and 2,000 feet up would be 29. Precipitation usually develops above 3,000 feet, so even though the temperature at the surface is well above freezing, the precipitation will start out frozen and then melt on the way down. So by the time it gets to the surface, it'll be in liquid form. We all know the atmosphere is fluid, so this 3.5 degree drop per 1,000 feet rule will never remain constant. We'll have cold fronts coming from the north and warm fronts coming from the south or whatever, which change the temperature of the atmosphere at different levels, and that'll have a big effect on what type of precipitation is falling. Sometimes a cold front will move in at the lower to mid-levels and drastically lower the temperature just a couple of thousand feet off the surface. This is the answer to how can it snow at 40 degrees. The temperature is well above freezing at the surface, but what happens is that strong cold front moves in and causes the temperature just off the ground to be as much as 15 degrees colder than the surface temperature, instead of that average of 3.5 degrees. Precipitation develops in the form of snow at those lower to mid-levels, but doesn't have a chance to melt before it reaches the ground. It tries to, but it doesn't have a chance to change back into a liquid raindrop. Therefore, the frozen, or at least partially frozen, snowflake makes it to the surface. This is rare, though, because conditions have to be just right in order for this to happen. And generally, when this happens, the snowflakes are rather large, sometimes to the size of half dollars. Of course, the snow will have a hard time accumulating with the warm surface temperatures, but it is really interesting to watch. One of the most devastating events in the winter season is known as the ice storm, and the thermal structure I mentioned before is actually backwards. For example, let's say the surface temperatures are around 28 degrees, but a strong warm front punches in at the lower levels from the south. The warm front will actually raise the temperature quite a bit just above the surface, but keep the surface temperatures well below freezing. Precipitation develops in the mid-levels, and then it falls through that warm layer and then melts and turns into liquid. That liquid rain won't have a chance to refreeze before hitting the ground. So, when the rain finally hits sub-freezing temperatures at the surface, then a thin layer of ice starts to develop. The heavier the rain, the greater the ice accumulation. The National Weather Service will issue a winter weather advisory if a thin glaze of ice is expected that will create slippery driving conditions. They'll issue a freezing rain advisory for expected ice accumulations less than a quarter of an inch. And the biggie is the ice storm warning for accumulations greater than a quarter of an inch. Any ice accumulations greater than a third of an inch could produce some power outages, and accumulations greater than a half an inch will bring trees and power lines down. A half inch of ice on power lines could add up to 500 pounds of extra weight. In perspective, a 300-foot power line that's one inch thick and coated with only a quarter of an inch of ice will add about 117 pounds of weight to it. Ice can increase the weight of branches by 30 times. I feel that an ice storm is one of Mother Nature's more disastrous events. Because if trees and power lines come down, then you could be stuck without a heat source for several days and virtually no way to get out. So if you happen to get under an ice storm warning, then you really need to take the appropriate precautions to be able to survive for possibly days without power or heat. Major ice storms are relatively rare, but they do happen. Another type of winter precipitation is sleet. This occurs when a weak warm front punches in at the lower to mid-levels and raises the temperatures just above freezing. So the precipitation starts out frozen, falls into that semi-warm layer, and turns to liquid, and then it starts to freeze again before it hits the surface, and takes the form of little ice pellets. Sleet is not hail. They're both frozen water droplets, but they develop very differently, and sleet doesn't get usually any larger than a small raindrop. 
The cousin to sleet is what we call grapple. They're partially melted snowflakes, and they're really light and look like little cotton balls falling down from the sky. It's rare that you would see grapple, but a lot of grapple makes for a fluffy accumulation. Well, I hope this explains how it can snow when temperatures are above freezing and rain when temperatures are below freezing. Winter weather is a mixed bag, and we should always be prepared for the worst, especially in an ice storm. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there, now you can tell when it's going to snow. If the atmosphere is set up in the right uh, way, then you're going to get some snow. It won't stick, but you get some snow. Well, it's time for In Other News, and I got just something from last week. Uh, I was going to do in the weather school last week, and I forgot all about it. Um, some information about North Pole, Alaska. Our buddy Stuart Langer cool. up there. Um, I did find out that, that right now, Wednesday night, uh, they are... Uh, at 27 degrees and light snow, a winter weather advisory is in effect. And also, I didn't know where North Pole, Alaska was. And it is about 13 miles southeast of Fairbanks. Huh. I had no idea. Or at least that's what mm-hmm. everybody... the thing. If that's wrong, Stuart, you let us know. If you could be up there by barrel. So... A winter weather advisory in Alaska. What that would be probably a winter storm warning for us. You would think. Yeah, yeah. that would be mass hysteria. For us. <laughs> yeah, because it's different. All those winter advisories, they're different depending on where you live and depending on our offices issuing them. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a winter storm warning for Texas could be for like two inches of snow because people don't know how to drive. Right. But a winter exactly. storm warning in North Dakota, they would just laugh and say, bring it on, a foot of snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, tomorrow, they're expecting freezing fog uh, with a high of 26. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, yep. I could not find the National Weather Service Fairbanks, they, they're not set up like the National Weather Service Springfield because in Springfield, you can go to normals and highs and lows and precipitation yeah. and stuff. I could not find it anywhere on their NWS page. I guess they just, I I know it's there somewhere, but I don't know. Anyway, that's all I got. So you got something over there, Corey? Hey, on this week in 1975, that would have been 44 years, no, 45 years ago. Oh, God. You sure? Noah's. The year before you were born. 1975, 45 years ago. Because I just turned 44 last week. Anyway. Goes one was launched. Oh wow! Once operational, it sent its uh, first image back nine days later after it was launched, and quickly became an essential tour tool used by NOAA's uh, or the National Weather Service. Of course, it, it it was able to show you know all of Earth or basically one side of Earth. Yeah, and they'd never really seen. A picture like that before they, they they had basically tv cameras and a vcr on a satellite and and that wasn't high resolution to hardly tell anything but so they realize them, it's not flat this yeah i guess yeah, so. the, yeah it's round yeah, yeah yeah that's probably the first time they realized that oh wow yeah but uh just think goes one uh, we're on goes 16 and 17 17 now. yeah we're way up there but, now they must have thought the world of that in 1975 because I'm looking at the an image from it and it's not too shabby. And I, I I bet I mean for 1975 technology that has to be that had to be something back then for sure. Oh, I'm sure. To have a satellite go up there, I mean, yeah, no, that's nuts. So um, also this week. 70 years ago, there was a hurricane that hit Miami, Florida. This was in um, October of 1950. And it was a Category 4 hurricane. And it had almost no warning before it hit. What? Oh, 70 years ago. Right, 1950. Wow. 
So they had this hurricane, but it was tiny. It was a tiny hurricane, but it was a Cat 4, which is 130 miles an hour, right? Okay. So yeah. imagine those the, the strongest Cat 4 winds only stretched for five nautical miles. So it was a basically, if you think about it, it hit right downtown Miami, caused tremendous damage, but only for five miles wide. So it was basically like an EF3 tornado five miles wide. Okay. It was a small, tiny hurricane, but it was potent. It was just compact, really. Yeah. 130 some miles an hour. How do they know that? But the damaged path only was about five miles wide downtown Miami. That's that's weird. Hurricane King was its name. K I N G. K I N G. Did they do the alphabet back then? So, like, nah. was they on the K's or did they just randomly name them? I don't know when they started that, but you no, know, it was named King. That October actually was 17, one of my fun 18. facts, but I don't remember it. Well, and I did a hurricanes uh, weather school too. It says that, and I can't remember anything. Uh oh. Oh, you're doing it went right through Metro Miami. It was a narrow but heavy damage path right through the city. Wow, seventy so years you, ago. If you had a hundred thirty mile an hour winds stretching out five miles out, the, the eye was only five miles. See, that's, that's just bizarre to me. I mean, that's really bizarre to yeah. me. It's like a that's little like bit. That's like part of the town, like of Branson getting hit, and the other part not getting anything. Well, I mean, it, I'm sure they had tropical storm force, but the strongest was in that five miles, you know. Right. But the almost no warning, even though it was 1950. But, I mean, they really didn't. They couldn't see out in the ocean. Yeah. They couldn't tell till it was getting they close to land. They didn't have the satellites. Like they well, and had. would that and make sense? And would they know it's a hurricane until it yeah, until know, he, happened? Well, that makes sense. If it's that compact and that small and uh, but I mean, who knows how fast it was There's moving. hundreds of islands out west of Miami. The Bahamas are only 90 miles. Oh, um, yeah. You know, you would think they would have called us and said, oh, by the way. I don't think their phones were working if there's they a hurricane got obliterated coming. by a hurricane. On their cell phones, yeah. You yeah. might, <laughs> might be, uh, send us a text or something about that, you know. Exactly. Exactly. My gosh. How Here bizarre. pigeons. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it took them like two months just to get the information back. <laughs> get on that horse. Oh, no, that was interesting. That's a, that was a, one of the smaller hurricanes on record. That they know of. Yeah. Since... Since, yeah, since people were around. Since, yeah, 78, 70 years ago. Wow. Well, good. So, Hey, did you know that uh, September broke a record for heat? The warmest September on record. And so far, 2020 is the second warmest on record from January to September. Ooh, okay. And there's a two-in-one chance that 2020 will end up being the warmest on record. Really? I can totally believe that. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have any super hot days. That's a thing. Like overall average warmth. A- yeah, we, average warmth has been higher we elevated. We didn't have a cold and winter. This is, this is not just, you know, us. This is the globe in general. This is everything. Right. This is the whole global temperature. And that's where they, they measure it. And that's what we gauge on the ice they take an average melting. Yeah. Of all the temperatures on Earth, and it was sixty point seven five degrees in September, mm-hmm. which which beats out uh, twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen for the hottest September in one hundred forty one years. Wow! So we've had three of the hottest Septembers in the past five years. Wow! Yeah, and then and then now, I mean, now this is getting cooler. It's been so long since we've had a cold end of October, if you think about it. And if they're talking about wintry, I mean, I saw an overnight low next week projection. Again, it's a week out of in the mid-20s. 
So I thought the cold didn't come till October 31st last year. It came oh, in really? October, but it was on Halloween and we froze. Oh. When was that? Last year? Halloween. I was going to say last year, I yeah. remember. Now it was nice okay. all day. And then we went trick or treating and it was freezing oh, and we weren't cold dressed came for it. Uh, you know what? We'll just check the weather station because we had it yeah. up and running by then. Yay! <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. So, um, got anything I else? I think. Can't really read my writing, but I think that's most <laughs> everything. Okay. Yeah. I, all I had was a North Pole Alaska. I did, I had nothing. That's writing. Yeah, that's writing. Well, I'm. I'm. I, that's what I keep hoping. It's like, boy, I hope Corey has something because you're you're the history guy. You you know you like history, so you can find. He all likes sorts history. Of stuff. Okay. I like weather and history, and that means I like weather, weather history. history. Wow, that's profound. Yes. Deep thoughts with Corey. <laughs> okay, well, if that's all in, in other news, it's time for the next segment. And I promised Chera she would get a drop for this, and it, it's halfway done. It's not quite there yet. It's for Shara's fun facts, and hopefully you've got some fun facts. So you can sing it for us since it's not... <laughs> Uh, not, not, not yet. Cause I have to melodyne myself. That means get it. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. But next week, next week, there you go. So Shara got some fun facts for us. All right. I don't know how fun these are this week. Cause my mind is elsewhere, but I did the best yeah. I could. <laughs> okay. Okay. We love pumpkins because of how they make us feel, not how they taste. You know, like everybody's all up in this pumpkin spice and pumpkin this and pumpkin that and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin spice actually doesn't have any pumpkin in it for those who don't know. Spoiler alert, yeah. Spoiler alert, it's mostly cinnamon <laughs> and nutmeg and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, basically, this, this is a whole big article that I read. Fall is basically synonymous with pumpkins, um, but it's not because we like to eat them. It's the feeling we get of carving them and decorating them and... All that good stuff, Americans are, it's just a romanticized thing of it makes oh. us feel homey and like reminds us of farm. Yeah, it reminds us of the farm, and we just love the idea of pumpkins and the imagery surrounding them. Nice. Not so much the okay. pumpkin. I like, I, like. I mean, people can like pumpkins, but. One time, right. Grayson, our second, second child. child, found a wild pumpkin growing in a field next to our in house. Our house. And so we got it and made a pumpkin pie out of it. And it was probably about the best pumpkin pie But you had to mix in a whole... And I mean, like, I loved, like, grilled pumpkin seeds. I mean, I remember doing that when I was younger, but... Those are supposed to be nutritious, aren't they? I mean, it's a vegetable. Why not? Yeah, like sunflower seeds. I mean, I eat sunflower seeds. Okay. All right. right. Okay, and this one... Okay, so remember we learned a couple weeks ago we did how the leaves get their color from how much sugar is in them? Yes. All right, well, this one kind of, like, I don't know if it contradicts, but anyway, leaves don't even actually really ever change colors. All right, so here's the deal. They're... Whatever color you see them in the fall is their natural color. Brown, orange, red. That is their natural color. They're green... Because of all the chlorophyll they have in them in the spring and the summer. So majority of the year there's chlorophyll and that makes them green, but that's not their natural color. I had no idea. I did idea. not know that. Wow. So when they get less sunshine, the chlorophyll isn't produced anymore, making the green color fade. And then you see their actual natural color come out. How cool is that? So no, I, I did no not idea. know that. Did not know that. I bet my mother doesn't know that either, so she'll have to tell I me I thought about. that was cool. <laughs> All right, here's a fun fall fact. Bobbing for apples was once a British courting ritual. All right, bobbing for apples is disgusting to me. Yeah, you I, don't, go there. I would not That's do that. It's just totally gross to put your mouth in the same water as other people and COVID, all try to touch COVID. the same... Yeah. Not even that. That's just <laughs> yeah, gross. That's just gross anyway. <laughs> but apparently, um, in cel- Halloween celebrations long ago, um, it was actually started, like, as I said, as a British courting ritual. Males were assigned an apple. Females would bob for them, trying to get the right apple for the man that she wanted. If she did happen to bob and get the right apple, then they were destined to be together. Oh. And, you know, that brings about the whole fall being more loving, romantic, blah, 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 all that good stuff. <laughs> okay. But that has nothing to do with pumpkins. It's just a... <laughs> That's the apple. <laughs> <Okay>. Anyway. <laughs> 
didn't say anything about pumpkins, did no, I? No, no, we were talking about pumpkins <laughs> make you feel all... Oh, uh, well, we switched for... Yeah, okay. okay, so... <laughs> okay, fall foliage is a major moneymaker. Now, I'm sure it's a major money worker for other areas, especially other countries that have much prettier leaves than we do, but... It is so beautiful to look at. It's actually its own tourist industry altogether. Um, Northeastern United States, especially New England states, to see the most beautiful foliage is known as leaf peeping. It's very popular. Leaf peeping? Leaf peeping. Okay. Apparently, more than three and a half million tourists travel to Vermont alone every year just to look at the leaves. It's a $460 million tourist attraction. Holy like, cow. Like, that's how much they make every year. $460 million. That's crazy. <laughs> Just in the fall to come look at their leaves. Wow. I would do that, but I don't think I... I now, did you say it costs money? It, it's a it's a tourist thing, right? Well, I mean, you go there and you spend money to travel and Just eat like in Branson, just because you're there, and, yeah. Right, you're just there. But they're there looking at the leaves. They're there to see the fall foliage. We should make a storm dart trip there sometime. I'm you, totally for going to Vermont. I don't I, think I've ever been to Vermont. I've never been to Vermont. I'd love to. <laughs> any of those New England states, though, I mean, any up in that area would Isn't be Isn't Martha beautiful. Stewart up there? I don't know. I don't know. She's up there somewhere. I don't follow her. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> okay, last one, last one, last one. And okay, I think okay. I can debunk this one. Okay, good. Okay, so we've heard that kids born in the fall live longer, they're smarter, all that. Okay, mm-hmm. and apparently now they're saying they're... There was one I also read that said they're more athletic because apparently their mothers get more vitamin D and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But this one says kids born in the fall might be taller. That does not hold true in our family. Okay, so there's some interesting facts about kids born in the autumn. Are you call me short. No, I'm talking about our kids. You are but short. Yeah, you too. You are short. <laughs> Studies have found that kids born in late summer and early autumn are slightly taller on average than kids born in the winter and the spring. Um, but this, they're saying it's because mothers were exposed to more sun, vitamin D, while being pregnant, blah, blah, blah. But our... Okay, our oldest was born in the winter, and he's 6'2", which is taller than me and Corey both and anyone oh, in yeah. our family. Um, oh. Garen, our one that was born in late summer, early fall, is our shorty. He's got the little short legs, and he took after Corey. That's um, totally Grayson, opposite, yeah. Grayson was born in November. He's taller than, I mean, I think he's going to be taller than Corey. He's probably getting close to six foot. Wow. Um. Jilly, Jilly has my long legs. She was born in December in the winter. I don't know. I think we can debunk that one. I don't know. Well, the only thing is, like, I was born, you know, in October, and my my dad and mother were were kind of short. I was I was I towered over them, but my maternal grandfather was real tall. I mean, I'm tall so. for a woman. Most, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, for average size of woman, I'm five eight, so I'm taller. And I was born in late summer, but I mean, there's just a lot of genes huh. in my family but yeah I don't know. there's I lots of factors yeah basically in my reading i've found that kids born in the fall are supposed to be smarter live longer taller more athletic well not 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 this one <laughs> i can barely make it through a disc it's golf like, 18 geez. <laughs> i can't wait till winter and spring so we can find out what those kids have <laughs> poor thing exactly <laughs> short end of the stick very hey, i found some uh, halloween info from last year oh okay our high was 43.9, so 44. And that, happened, the high? At, that happened at 4.43 p.m. A p.m. So what time do people go trick-or-treating? 5.30, 6. I was going to say, yeah, 5.36. 6 o'clock, it was 40.3. It was cold. By 7 o'clock, the temperature dropped to 33.4. And by 8 o'clock, it was 31.1. Somebody was panicking over those numbers. The low <laughs> temperature happened at 11.58 p.m. on Halloween night at uh, 25.9. Yeah, Whoa. definitely cold front. I mean, that yeah. you're talking 25. afternoon. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 
Yeah, so well, next week, next week we'll have to give the storm door weather forecast. Ooh, yeah. Halloween forecast. Halloween forecast. Yeah, I have some fun facts I've been saving. Yay! Well, okay, then I promise I will have your drop done I by next week. I specifically have Halloween fun facts. Yay! Well, that, are they that, fun and are they factual? I mean, there's factual as the internet, so you know. Oh, give it a oh, take. Oh well, everything is so factual. I on mean, the if it's on the internet, uh, yes, if it's on Facebook, it's got to be. I true. mean, it wasn't on Facebook, oh, so well, I don't no. know how real it is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, so so next, I gotta get some spooky music for next week too. Ooh, that'd be fun. Okay, well, I think it's about time to get to the final segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Stormdar weather weather word of the week, and we're going to toss that to Shara again. We had a simple one last week, and we have a simple one this week. So, Shara, what is the Stormdar weather weather word of the week? All right, you say simple. I'm going to go with fropa or frappa. Fropa. Fropa. I ordered one of those at. Is that like Starbucks a the other day. No. Is that like a faux pas? <laughs> no, no, fropa. Fropa, yeah. Fropa. Uh, so what does fropa mean? Well, it's short for frontal passage. Right. It, they, it's, it's another one of these little tricky things they use. Like last week was progged for meaning prognosticated or forecasted. This is, you know, the, there's a lot of cold air behind the fropa. That just, they just kind of do things like that. So F-R-O from frontal and PA from passage fropa. So look that up in your weather word of the week Google. There you go. So I got to find some more things. Uh, you see these in the in the fork area forecast discussions. So I I read the ones, definitely read the one from Springfield. I read the one from Tulsa definitely because most of our weather comes from there. Uh, Wichita sometimes when there's winter weather, Kansas City. They just kind of see what the other offices are are saying, uh, especially, like I said, when you get severe weather or winter weather. So, Fropa is another one. I'll have a fun one next week. So. Speaking of winter weather. Uh-oh. Yes. Which, ooh, like a couple of years ago was when you guys did your last winter weather video. Yeah. Yes. We need to post the... But we haven't had a winter since. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we haven't had a winter since. Well, we need to We you need to do another us. one so maybe we can recharge winter again. That's what we that need came to up do. On my, that came up on my memories, and I forgot I was going to oh post at least... The ending of it, the least the, <laughs> the bloopers. bloopers. <laughs> that yeah, was fun. fun. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid to post it again. I wouldn't post because people will think it's this year. I mean, they'll watch it and say, "Oh, well, Stormdrive Weather says like, no, no, no." So we just need but, to do uh, another one. You know, they're uh, they've had some snow up to the north, Minnesota and Iowa. Des Moines had friend, snow on the ground I have a yesterday. Friend in Illinois or Iowa oh, or Ohio. Iowa really Ohio, got maybe? something. Somewhere in there, she but, woke up and had snow. You know, the yeah. our, our favorite weather, national weather outlet, you know, they, they named the winter, winter storms, and, oh, and they already have the A storm, you know. Abigail. Abigail. It's like, it's like Weather Channel, please stop doing that. It's not yeah. a hurricane. It's not a, don't, no, just stop. We're still I, we're, we're still naming tropical storms right now. We, we don't, don't name need, tornadoes. We don't, we They're don't just need, tornado one, tornado right. two, tornado right. <laughs> we don't need two sets of yeah. names going at once. I mean, we already have... Yeah. You know, the Atlantic and the Pacific. We have to keep up with those names. And now winter names. and gets confusing. Well, yeah. I, I think it's interesting because there's no other weather agency does that. It's That's right. specifically Weather Channel. I still really love that HBO. Uh, was it? Who was it? John Oliver, was it? Who did that hilarious <gasps> yes! bit on weather and how it works with the corporations and the Weather Channel and the National uh, Weather Service. I don't <laughs> he really know hit that, on the yes. Weather Channel. Uh, naming t- uh, the, the the winter storms, and I thought that was hilarious. I, I'm sure it's on YouTube. So, no, oh, it is it. for sure. Oh, please. I'm, okay, I'm glad you reminded me that because I'm going to have to go after this podcast and watch that again. Yeah. So, John Oliver, and I I don't know what the title would be. It's like Weather Rant or Weather. Just just search. John yeah, Oliver search weather. search weather on YouTube. Oh my god, I, I I remember watching that and I laughed all the way through. Yeah, it was great. Now I got hiccups. <laughs> Oh great! Maybe that maybe that's a, a sign that we need to end the podcast or something. Oh well, I think to wrap up, yeah, we're just going to watch models for next week. I'm not hanging my hat on anything yet. I mean, people can start hyping, do what they want, and you know, uh, when it comes Saturday and it still says that, then I'll start paying attention. And regardless of anything that's going to happen, it is not 
going to be a big deal. The ground is way too warm. I mean, shoot, it's like way too eight, warm. 80s today. It's going to be mid to upper 80s tomorrow. Every media outlet and Facebook weather enthusiast, they always blow the first chance of anything winter way so out, of out of proportion. And then it's such a bust. And then, again, here's my phrase, so much hype, so much disappointment. Because you can't hype you get people's you know some people get scared some people get excited some people get sad people go stock up on bread and milk and then yeah. run out of those things in the store i know well we don't need to run out of stuff again we did it once right? with the covid thing <laughs> we don't need to do bread and milk again yeah so I, i'll probably do a live either tomorrow just probably tomorrow. stay tuned to storm dar weather we are yes all weather no hype exactly i like all oh, that's our new slogan Corey. i got it on tape all weather, no hype. I love that. What do you think, Shara? Shara's looking like, what? I'm thinking I've heard him say it before. Oh, but okay. Well, yeah, I'm I just trying to some, make it rhyme. I made some hats with that on there. I, I, oh, I actually haven't ordered, but I, I have them made up. I need, I need. Yeah, we need to talk about So I got I got ideas, too. So, Okay, well, it's getting late. I almost got hiccups again. You guys got anything else to add? No. Shara's brain dead. Ideas. Yeah. Shara's well brain dead and has to get up way too early. So That's I'm true. Out. And 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 I got to piece this thing together. So if we're done, I think we need to wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store. Buy stuff uh, at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. So right until Shara started talking, we were fine. Yeah. So you want me to leave?